Hello everyone, uh, I'm Nitin Swana from NAC Dreams, establishing digital business model. Welcome to establish your business digital model to generate revenues. Today is 13th of October and we are coming up with a fresh set of podcast news and let you aware what is what all happening in India across the world on the in the phase of the business and technology. So let's uh, directly coming on to our new section. The first section of news where uh, the entirely the focus is primarily on the release of carbon by the vehicles and a lot of governments are taking initiative to rectify on that part so enable the best better atmosphere to the government to the to the people of this of the respective countries and coming on the uh, timeline the Tata Motors had taken the initiative uh, to build up the electronic vehicle. So it's a big push from Tata on Tuesday where they close a deal to raise around 7,500 rupees crore from TBG Rice Climate and Abu Dhabi's ADQ. This is the first of the fundraising by an, any Indian car maker to push a clean mobility. So uh, with, uh, first we talk about who is TGP and uh, TPG and Rice Climate and uh, Abu Dhabi's ADQ. TPG Rice Climate, like it has been launched in early 2021. Investments, uh, it has been got uh, that benefit, uh, the diverse skills of uh, from the in investment professionals. So it's an investment investment firm, which uh, whose focus is to make a strategic relationship uh, develop across the countries in the different uh, different uh, firms and uh, to create a better climate portfolio and a global network of executives and advi advisories from the TPG ecosystems. So they have been involved into evidence-based uh, research and data that drive investment decisions making and guide TPG rise climate in constructing a portfolio of companies that enable carbon aversions in a quantifiable way. The TPG rise climate will utilize the Y analytics methodologies and including carbon yield, a decision tool that leverages scientific health and economic social science research to estimate Tons of carbon dioxide equivalent emissions avoided per dollar invested. So they have their own uh, founding partners and executive chairman, Jim Cotter, and is a managing partner of TPG Rice Climate and former U.S. Treasury Secretary Hawk Paulson serves as the TGP Rice Climate Executive Chairman. So now the Tata has uh, tied up uh, also with the Abu Dhabi's ADQ and their portfolio talks about they are, uh, it's a, it's Abu Dhabi's development uh, uh, development organization uh, where uh, that brings uh, Abu Dhabi's more dynamic and uh, transformational ambitious enterprises uh, coming together in direct or indirect investments in more than 90 companies across the key sector of the Emirates economy. So their sh shareholder stake has been invested by the Abu Dhabi government and trust to develop the ADQ as a national champion that will create long-term shareholder value while achieving the positive economic impact for the community. So these two companies are basically had been formulated recently by one by the Amudavi and one is the private investment group and they are focusing on enriching the investments uh, to the initiatives of different companies across the world 
where uh, such organizations are keen to take forward the uh, initiatives to, for the ecosystem. So this has been newly formed subsidiary, that is a Tata Motors uh, has uh, for this particular business. The 7,500 crore, uh, that is close to 1 billion dollars have been invested and the stake will be has been given to 11 to 15 percent stake to TBG and ADQ combined in the subsidiary. Bank of America although has been the advisor for TPG Rice Climate and Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan had advised to Tata Motors on, on this uh, electronic vehicle unit. The group is a leading player in the electronic business with more than 70% market share. Chief Financial Officer P.V. Balaji said that the company would invest more than 16,000 crores over the next five years. The investors will issue compulsory convertible instruments over an 18 months period this uh, they are they are coming up with the branches and uh, so they will uh, the investment will come in the in the different uh, parts the first round of the capital infusion will be completed by march 2022 and the, all the money will come to by end of 22 where the chairman of tata said over the five years this company would uh, create a portfolio of uh, 10 electronic vehicles and uh, creation of the charging infrastructure to facilitate rapid EV adoption in India. Uh, we we have been in the news in the past where the Tata was is setting up uh, the electronic grids for the TVS company few day, few days back. If we go back and see here our uh, podcast some days back, so that is uh, the quite interesting where we see that uh, Tata is taking. Uh, the good initiatives on the part of how to make how to make the environment healthy so this company is the first one uh, where uh, this is the youngest company to be in india manufacturing the uh, the vehicles so playing a leading uh, role in the government vision to have 30 percent electric vehicles penetration rate by 2030 the new electronic vehicle company will leverage the existing investment and capabilities of Tata Motors and will channelize future investments in electronic vehicle. So this has been quite an interesting phase and although Tata has has taken the initiative being uh, only Indian company, uh, fully on Indian company to take it this forward. The wholly owned electronic vehicle subsidiary with the company called EVCO, EVCO will undertake the passenger electric mobility business while the passenger unit will own the existing assets like manufacturing plant, dealerships and brands. So now this uh, new subsidiary will be the asset light and all the investment will go towards creating intellectual properties like the new vehicle design and the EV platform. Tata Motors passenger vehicle business doesn't have a wear with all in the EV space. They're creating the needs of investment of with the investment of $2 billion. It, uh, so the business in the commercial vehicle segment will remain the parent although the company is out of the preview of this deal as of now so uh, as we understand and the things are going strategically with the one phase at a time uh, this is the time of merger and tie up and ensure all the uh, subsequent investment ratios that have been injected into this venture and the expansion growth will come up later on so we see in coming uh, three four years we'll see a lot of changes and 
on road itself once we move around we see a lot of hybrid cars in there and a lot of electric vehicles have already been stepping in so it would be a good boom and uh, it's really nice to see how the bigger companies uh, the uh, like uh, like tata are taking initiatives and moving forward to make this earth a healthier space for humans to breathe now uh, let's take the next news forward in the next part of the news we'll take about uh, the z and the investco tussles that was on for a long time and there was no such movement was happening but recently uh, yes on tuesday uh, it is revealed that one of its uh, shareholders that has been uh, the z entertainment enterprise had come out with a statement revealing that its stakeholder investco had approached its managing director and the chief executive director punit goenka with a merger proposal in february on behalf of a rival company which is a part of the indian business group of when which it accepted would have led to a loss of 10000 crore for the company's shareholders very very shocking offers if it is truth whereas the z was silent for a some time i don't know why but this has been given us the shock as we are covering this news for a long time moving forward the company also said that the board uh, that the merger deal was presented by the investors representative arun balani and bhavtosh bajpai in feb involved uh, involving the z limited with certain entities owned by a large indian group without naming the rival group z said that according to the deal the strategic group would have held a major stake in the merge entity and the goenka was offered to remain as a md and ceo of the entity the shares of z limited were valued at 220 per share with total valuation of uh, shareholding capital of 21129 crore and the value of entities owned by the strategic group was considered 17500 crore coming forward the z also added that z limited shares are currently at 306 a share so that means uh, if this statement is right so z limited had a right to make a right decision where the current share valuation is around 226 and that means the z was undervalued and at the cost of the investment which was well, uh, like had a loss of 10000 crores and on top the valuation was going down with the not a worth value of share of the value of like 21 129 crores and the strategic entity which was getting formed at 17500 crore rupees which is a major loss so and substantially after z approved a non binding merger proposal with the sony pictures the total valuation had rose to 21 29406 crores coming forward uh, z said that the plan and the strategic group would infuse another 14000 crores of cash into the merge entity which would have raised a st- uh, stake in the merge entity to approve 60% the meeting with investco uh the goenka had expressed apprehensions and the merging entities of the strategic group were overvalued this 
would have resulted in a loss to shareholder. Quite dramatic and quite a rightful application has been made by the Puneet Goenka moving forward, forward not to cover the losses and the domination coming ahead. So, however, the Invesco uh, told Goenka that the valuations of entities belong to the strategic group and have been unilaterally agreed by Invesco. So there has been no involvement involved in, in that valuation. And there was no room for further negotiation on the commercial terms of the deal and no data would be forthcoming for diligence and to verify the valuation being attributed to the entities belonging to the strategic group. According to Z Limited Communication, Goenka even wrote to the group about the valuation but did not receive any clear reply. Very rightly so, if there is no communication and there is no discussion moving forward, Goenka and Z have a right way to approach. Taking forward the company is a positive way. If there is no clear clarity on the entity and the financial status of the entities with the Puneet Gunkas, this ha he has a right to take it forward to know the valuation and the pricing and the terms and condition. So Invesco was trying to make a shadow. So that he was not making it available to the Z. So, so moving that, that way, Z board is constrained to conclude that Invesco has actions over the past few weeks and have been motivated by circumstances. So Z has a right to take the uh, to the right uh, of uh, another stakeholder who had invested and trusted Z. So I believe now the Z has a Z had moved in the right direction in uh, and the manner in which Invesco conducted itself leads to a violation of uh, various laws, including securities laws. At appropriate stage, various regulatory investigating authorities may have to involve. How come this has been happening? So this is very shocking and surprising about the statement that uh, the Z has given. The EGM requisition notice and the events that have followed since reformed that the position attempt made by the Invesco to assume de facto control of the company in violation of the applicable takeover regulation. So now the whole sum of the solution is the Invesco was trying to make out something of his own, making his own terms and conditions, not giving the right picture or any sort of terms and conditions that has been dis in discussion with certain Indian company where the Puneet Goenka hasn't named that in company in a statement, in a statement where the Invesco was making the terms in his own way and try to manipulate the things not rightly, not, not right way to do it, where if the business has to be go, it has to be right in the competitive way and the terms and conditions. Something was fishy in the middle. And uh, to conclude on this news, we, we should all say that the Z is doing a right act uh, in a right uh, strategic moves, considering there are 82% other stakeholders that have the interest in Z and they are all looking forward to make the Z moving ahead with greater prospects and greater valuation. So that is a, that is what we have to talk about the Invesco and Z in this part of the news. Let's take forward on to the next part. 
the airline industry uh, will be able to operate at 100% capacity from 18th of October in the statement has been made by the aviation ministry and all the restrictions have of the domestic flight movements are being uh, moved out so the the restrictions have been imposed on different sectors and the various airlines were operating at the 85% uh, and now considering the festive season is on and the strategic move over from 50 to 85 now 85 from the 18th october it will be functioning uh, fully so the airlines flew like around 3 lakh passengers for the first time in september in february and the first seven of the days was like 1.7 billion passengers flying which is 10 percent higher than the september while the november uh, departures were around eight percent higher currently the airlines are running from 70 to 75 percent capacity while passengers carried each day are 60 to 70 percent of the preoccupied level so it's a welcome move combined with the upcoming festival season it will be a good uh, to see the all the flight and whole business will be operating specifically after the pre-pandemic level Although we are quite bullish about how the overall growth and demand of the domestic travel goes, but the airline around 12,000, uh, uh, 1,200 flights are fully operational from the Indico, which is around covering out 80% occupancy is there. And uh, around 70 to 80% uh, load has been transformed. So Indico has been quite uh, like vocal about the need for the facing out capacity restrictions now because uh, it has to be interested once the level two, uh, the the injection injections has been uh, the jabs has been uh, taken off by whom people they can easily move from one location to another. So this has been the measure by the government, and the travel confidence has been resulted in a shift in advanced purchase patterns trends also. So like uh, so now uh, it is a good news for us and a lot of people are not uh, looking to travel with their by way of leisure or business or or any sort of domestic. So now it has been work and it's a good news. So enjoy the journey and traveling. We are moving to the next use from here. So the next news is another wow, wow, wow for Google and uh, the Google again here. There's a SME that is uh, open SME that has been focusing on new banking platform. They had raised a fund of around 735 rupee crores in a series C round. The funding was uh, led by Terra, Temasek and uh, saw participation from Google also in SBI investment. This is one of the Japanese leading venture capital firms. The ex existing investor uh, investors are Tiger Global and 314 Capital also participated in a round. According to sources, the funding takes a valuation of open to $500 million. Open plans to use this further to strengthen and accelerate its new product lines and hire around more than 800 people. Quite interesting. Another investment and other fundraise and i wish all the good luck because it has the backbone of google google infrastructure which is lead to the new banking platforms so a lot of development in the in the banking sector on the on the internet side and the technological way how the google has strengthened his benchmark 
we are taking to the next news now from here. Another news talk about another set of uh, disinvestment, the investment, and uh, after the bigger the investment uh, process of uh, the su successful completion of Air India, the center has uh, fin finally now received a financial bids for strategic divestment of Central Electronics. The bids for strategic divestment of Central Electronics has received by Transaction Advisor, Department of Investment and Public Asset Management Sec Secretary, Tuhin Kanta Pandey said in a, he had written in a tweet also that the government is looking to disinvest its 100% in the PSU under the administrative control of Ministry of Science and the Technology. So another bidding uh, happening, another process is on and the government is uh, making uh, all the all their firms uh, selling it out to the making the fresh investment from the private parties which is a good news relatively and uh, the governance has to be made to these companies and we hope uh, and the support also has to be given because of their existing client whatever they were working on so the new techniques and new waves of uh, limelight they have to supersede and that is the whole purpose the government is uh, not investing much and selling out these firms let's take in the next part of the news The rupee had uh, continued to slide down in the very third day itself in a row. It has weakened further by 16 pesa to end at 75.52 against uh, the US currency on Tuesday, weighed down the, by a strong uh, greenback in the overseas market and the firm crude oil prices. So this has been uh, continued to be remain the, the worst scenario uh, for us as the crude prices are going up because of the demand and supply and also on the international economic forums uh, stages where different countries are asking uh, to preserve the book the oil and get the preservation in advance else they will get the same price they want to ensure the market to be the market to be on the right way and get the funds so uh, this is all impacting also uh, at the interbank foreign exchange market, the local currency has opened at 75.41 and with test an intraday of 75.16, which is again a low of uh, 75.6 against the US dollar in a day trade as well. The local unit tally settled at 75.52 dollar down to 16 pesa over its previous close. So this has uh, become a trending uh, thing for some days and we we are observing that uh, different uh, constraints, different factors are there, uh, which is making uh, the rupee-dollar comparison influential. And there's again a set 16 pesa fall, which has uh, getting rupees on the weaker side. Certain measures have to be adopted in a right, rightful way and the right time. That will enable us to get a boost of how the things uh, should be prepared for the future stage so we'll we'll ask uh, the right authorities to look into it and take the corrective action thank you so much and let's take on the next part of the news
Now we'll take forward uh, how the news, how the RBI has and SCREI, Mr. Kanoria's form has been uh, complied every time. So there has been quite a few conversations in the past and when the RBI had outreached SREI for making and th asking their senior management to look into how their transactions are going and to take the corrective action at a particular time. Uh, so there has been numerous meetings with the senior management uh, with the RBI and SEI group followed up by the letters advising the compliance with various corporate governance also before singing into action superseded boards of its two companies on October 4th. And there has been uh, different letters being sent to the group by the regulator raising the issues relating to additional provisioning for divisions and infusions of fresh capital and meeting the qualifying asset criteria for the infrastructure finance company. Almost all letters stressed uh, and the where the governance has the corporate governance has been uh, taken and the serious concern, uh, concerns has been taken forward. The RBA auditors and repeated given warnings to the regulator as well. The group work and continued with the lapses into the two para bank units, the SCI infrastructure finance and the SREI equipment to finance. A team of supervisor closely had secret scrutinized SREI as a part of RBI's oversight of top few NBFCs found. The SREI, uh, one of the few top NBFAs, was in constant asset quality review focused by the RBI. Even as a regulator, never used take a term for NBFC. There several investigations have been found and several emails have been written by us. We're raising the red flag, asking questions and the reviewing of the red uh, key flags raised by the supervisors. Which has, uh, uh, which has formed uh, the RBI to take the action on that part. Where the founders uh, had categorically said that the, both the firms constitute of highly reputed and experienced professionals. Therefore, there has been zero non-compliance culture. As REI has won many accolades from its compliance culture as soon as any point in this regard has been highlighted. It has been re it has been responded and complied. This has been a statement by Mr. Kanoria. So once the case has been taken forward, the board of director of SEFL, SEFL, and SIFL at their respective meetings in July 2019 approved the transfer of lending, lease, and interest earnings business of SIFL together with associate employees and assets and liabilities as a going concern by way of slump exchange to SFEL. So what is a slump exchange? Slump exchange is like all the assets and liabilities are transferred to another company without individually valuing the assets and liabilities for lump sum consideration. The slump exchange took place actually for SIFL. And uh, though the business has been transferred against fully paid up equity shares subsequently allotted to SIFL on October 1, 2019. Subsequently audited balance sheets of both the firms of financial year 20 and the 21 reflected the same post BTA financial. The balance sheet of SIFL came down from 15,000, 5,7.94 crore rupees 
एज ऑफ मार्च टू थाउजेंड नाइनटीन टू थ्री थाउजेंड एट हंड्रेड सिक्सटी करोड़ एज ऑफ मार्च ट्वेंटी सेवन However the slump exchange went ahead despite of a majority of lenders refusing that has been claimed by the business RBI supervisory committee and in this reply the canoria said the transaction was discussed elaborately and all the stakeholders gave their approval and it was in the interest of both firms furthermore this on the on the slump exchange done to the wholly owned subsidiary and the approval was given by the shareholder of all the shareholder including the lease bankers and a few other bankers this was also accordingly considered by the rbi in computing the crar and both the years of 20 march and 2021 the infrastructure financing loan portfolio for, uh, to focus gradually on the now on the equipment and the financing it has been stated by mr kanoria on damning charge against the promoters of the group hemant said by the rbi team was they were both on the board of sfl as well as sifl either of the two promoters director was always formally part of statutory committee of the companies hence the lending decisions of both nbfcs were directed by the same person so this has been the eye raiser for the rbi whereas the the sri mr kanoria said that the both companies are professional running and are supervised by the competent boards sri equipment was promoted by bnp paribas and sri promote and sai infra together in 2007 as a 50 50 venture having its chairman from bnp and sri infra SCRI equipment were never run day to day by the promoters all credit decisions were taken by the committees who have been represented by a competent professionals so he is trying to make it out that it is the company has a good benchmark where a lot of good credentials has been made in the past and it is not about just two people in the company it is a collective decision of the board for each transaction they had taken in the past and they were taking in the past but the rbi supervisors have their own say they said they found that credit facility sanctioned to some accounts were disappropriate disappropriate and to the balance sheet of uh, the borrowers almost 33% of the lending from the companies have been to be to the related connected parties and group entities without observing any arms length principle in lending but again the canoria has its own say saying it the large credit decisions were proportionally evaluated following laid down processes the lending to borrowers classified as related and connected has been within the credit parameters with adequate security so he has his own point that all the processes and guidelines have been truly followed considering what has been laid down by the rbi the supervisors on the other hand had noted down that the term loan of sizable amount were sanctioned to borrowers with weak financials and long moratorium loans of 10 12 years were sanctioned by the company at 1% return on investment payable on a cash basis every year whereas the accrued interest was calculated by 11 to 10% per annum 
and was payable after 10 to 12 years. I mean, such loans are contributed to the present default situation facing these companies uh, to put themselves into a position which is the wrong way of taking it forward. So although the Canoria had countered that the infrastructure sector, the lending has to be uh, based on the future cash flows, long moratorium loans with proper security. However, the credit risks are eminent in any business. So there is a, some bad debt also. The supervisors also red flagged uh, the group indulging in widespread evergreening existing accounts where were being closed by sa sanctions of new loans often to group entities of the borrower. So there has been quite a few flaws in that has been supervised, whereas quite a few favorable things had been done by the SCRA infra and, and the merger has been found that is inappropriate where the slum investment is also considered to be not the right way as on the both the side the managing directors were the same and they were not being this the decisions were not being discussed with other stakeholders so so rbi is going through a right way to keeping the other stakeholders and other parties uh, to make it on them on the safer side so uh, this part of the news is like in, in the discussion and the and the rightfulness and the allegations have been made by the respective stakeholders to justify their moves and uh, to justify how they were looking to move forward. So moving uh, to the next part of the section. So next news is all about uh, the IPO section and the Unicorn Club. We are every day in our podcast. We are more talking about the new Indian emerging startup companies are joining the Unicorn Club. There is another news that the Mobi, Mobi Quick that we use every day in our apps that had joined the I, the Unicorn Club now. The IPO bound fintech firm Mobi Quick has turned Unicorn after a recent secondary ESOP sale round led by a former Blackstone India head uh, Matthew Cyric sources aware of the development said on Tuesday that the Mobic uh, Mobicwick employees exercise their ESOP in a recently opened window by selling out their part of shares in a secondary sale. The sec secondary round was led by the ex uh, Blackstone India head uh, Matthew Cyric who topped up uh, his holding at almost double of the previous price. The sources uh, also had uh, confirmed that the Mobik did not respond uh, the last uh, transaction uh, that took place. And on tab, we don't have any current price of relation, but it must be around the total one million buck. The, val the last valuation shares by Mobik was $72 million in March 2021 after 20 billion stake purchase by UAE Sovereign. Health Management Abu Dhabi Investment Authority. So there is another investment made by the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, which is again a good news. And we are adding up everybody to the new unicorn, and hopefully we are coming up with a new set of investment and new unicorn club that will emerge. And India will soon be a greater prospect for other companies to invest. And we gonna shoot up and uh, put up a nice scale of uh, our economic structure. Let's take on the next news now.
so there is no like i thought there is one more news that we have to shoot up for a new unicorn but for today's this is the end of the news in today's podcast and uh, we are expecting a lot of new developments that are coming up in coming time but it's been an enormous journey that i've been enjoying since for the last 12 years 12 days i'm sorry so so uh, it's been journey and it's i'm getting immense support from all of you and i would like to hear from each of you and how you guys are taking these journeys forward we are still in a learning phase of the podcasting and we will be coming up with the new ideas and new emerging trends and the news that will enlighten and uh, also make you eligible we are making our analysis on what kind of uh, business and uh, technologies or the evolutions that are coming up and we preferably like to take on that those forward on the optimistic side so this is the end of the 13th of october uh, news and uh, we'll coming up with the tomorrow with a fresh set of news thank you so much all uh, for tuning in and uh, though it was what lot about about the business and the new unicorns and how the transformations are happening about the carbon uh, due to the carbon injections within the country and lot of initiatives different companies are taking forward so now you can watch our own videos also based on the business and the methodologies uh, that you guys need to adopt and uh, we can we are also available on the free uh, videos and all the free guidance on to the each enterprise and the individuals and the professionals and we adopt different kind of techniques uh, to enable the different business enterprise to move forward and be profitable in terms of generating the revenues as far as the expansion we enable the business process also and uh, you can follow us on linkedin facebook at the rate nsa dreams.biz this is nitin sarna from nsa dreams establishing your business model to generate revenues stay connected for tomorrow's news have a good day